Coming to you from Annapolis, Maryland, home of the U.S. Naval Academy, the sailing capital of the world, home of the world's largest crab feast, and four signers of the Declaration of Independence. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, a daily roundup of local news that you can use, including local sports, local events, local opinion, and local weather from DMV Weather. Now here's your host, publisher of Eye on Annapolis, John Frenet. Hello, this is John Frenet, and it is Tuesday, September 26th. The Annapolis City Council last night was filled with emotion. Initially, it started with a discussion on crime in the recent shooting and murder in Eastport. The Annapolis Drum and Bugle Corps was practicing in the Eastport Community Center when the murder occurred. Several members of the organization came to the council to plead for additional places to practice that are safer and also to increase the police presence to make the area safer for all residents. The mayor called upon Police Chief Scott Baker to discuss the shooting and discuss what the police department has done. And Baker said, I share your outrage. Yet he admitted that the department is putting resources up against crime and not getting the results that they intended. Baker said he has developed a schedule so officers can be held accountable for what happens on their shifts. And he is working with the Housing Authority of the City of Annapolis, otherwise known as HACA, to change the hours so staff will be available during peak crime hours on Friday nights and weekends. One particularly moving piece of testimony came from Stacy Parkinson, a mother of two sons, who said that she just cannot let her boys grow up to be boys because she's afraid of what they see out. Outside. There are seven bullet holes in the back of her house. Her children routinely find drug paraphernalia and have at one point found a gun. Tensions also heated up when the council considered Charter Amendment 2-17, which on the surface appears to just change the name from the city attorney to the city office of law. Many feel that this is a democratic move to neuter the mayor's powers by moving the city attorney and staff out of his purvey. Some good news on the education front, but not a lot of good news. The Maryland Public Schools just beat the national average on SATs, according to the College Board. In Maryland, the average for English and Language Arts was 528 out of a possible 800, and 518 also out of a possible 800 in math, which is one point higher than the national averages. The College Board has warned that you can't really compare apples to apples because of the redesign of the exam. Once upon a time, it was a 1,600-point system. They moved it up to a 2,400-point score, and now it is back down to a 1,600-point score as well. It's kind of interesting that a growing number of colleges across the country are turning their backs on the SATs and accepting students without having to submit SATs or AP exams. Schools have figured that you can do that. You can get good students in without that. And they do understand that people just do not test well. I can attest to that personally. My daughter is at American University and did not submit her SAT scores, which were borderline dismal. Anne Arundel County Executive Steve Shu is opening up the county wallet once again and is looking to put more than $8 million in improvements in the Fort Smallwood Park in Pasadena. The planned improvements include the rehab of the barracks to serve as the visitor center, a new comfort station, a concession building, trail expansions, and a new maintenance facility. Anne Arundel County State's Attorney Wes Adams has said that Thurman Leroy Boston of Brooklyn was sentenced to circuit court to 18 years in prison for an assault that occurred back in February. He had gone to his ex-girlfriend's house, asked permission to go in and get some belongings, and refused to leave, ultimately held a kitchen knife to her throat, forced her into the passenger seat of her own car, drove to an ATM demanded her PIN number. She escaped into a dollar store where she called police. 
While in jail, pending trial, Boston attempted to obstruct justice by writing letters where he encouraged the victim to fail to appear, thus avoid testifying against him. That didn't work out real well, and Judge Mark Crook sentenced him to 18 years in prison. After starting out the year strong, Orioles' attendance dropped by 6.4% this year, averaging only 25,042 fans per game at Camden Yards. The capacity of the stadium is 45,791, so that is just slightly less, slightly more than half capacity. Some disturbing news, a strain of swine flu was discovered in 11 pigs at the Great Frederick Fair. The infected pigs forced exhibits at three county fairs in Maryland to close. Officials with the Maryland Department of Agriculture said it is, quote, not yet known if this strain is potentially transmissible to humans, unquote. Now there's some food for thought next time you're eating your bacon. This is Maryland. The weather can be nearly unpredictable. We've got George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis to sort it all out. Hey everybody, this is George from DMV Weather. Today is Tuesday the 26th. Let's get right into the forecast. We will have a few more days of above average temps for Annapolis and Anne Arundel County before a cold front moves through the region from west to east and we officially transition into legitimate fall-like weather by Friday with high temps around the 70 to 75 degree mark and low temps getting into the 40s by this weekend in spots. For today specifically, we posted a target high temp last night on our website of 82 degrees for Annapolis as part of our daily official 4-degree forecast, which we think should work out pretty well today despite some early clouds in the mix that were spun off from Hurricane Maria in the Atlantic. But let's see how the day ahead plays out and how that forecast number works out against the actual high temp when all is said and done. You can always review all of our forecasts and the associated results with our unique set of accuracy statistics on our website or app under the forecast results section. As for rain chances for the area, they are effectively slim to none as the cold front coming through on Thursday will likely be a dry one, meaning we will continue a three-week run of nearly no rain in the entire DMV region after we had a very wet start to the month and two above-average rainfall months in July and August. Okay, that's it for us today. Be sure to download our free app by searching for DCMDVA Weather in your app store, and also be sure to follow us 24-7-365 on our website at dmvweather.com or on social media via Twitter or Facebook. And also be sure to visit our homepage and sign up today to be entered into a drawing for a $500 gift card for Amazon. But you have to sign up by September 30th to be eligible, so get to it today. This is George Young of DMV Weather with your Annapolis forecast. Whatever the weather out there, have fun and be safe. The Eye on Annapolis Daily is possible in part because of the generous support of Ram's Head on stage. Ram's Head, where every seat is less than 48 feet from the stage, brings more than 400 concerts a year to the area. To wet your whistle, check out some of these upcoming shows. This Friday, it's local favorites, Pressing Strings. Saturday brings the fantastic Steely Dan tribute band, Technicolor Motorhome, to on stage. And this will be a particularly great show with the recent passing of Walter Becker. Fastball and Starbelly on October 3rd. Crack the Sky on October 6th and 7th. The Laughs and Drafts comedy series continues with Quinn Dale on October 8th. And, for you old folks out there, a throwback on October 14th for two shows, Peter Noon and Herman's Hermits. Tickets are still available and you can get yours at ramsheadonstage.com or if you want to go old school, head on down to their box office. Ramshead is located in the heart of beautiful downtown Annapolis at 33 West Street. For a guaranteed great night out on the town, ramsheadonstage.com. You pick her out.
makes a bloke feel so proud. They say opinions are like... Here we are with a dose of opinion for you. Annapolis voters will be heading to the polls in a little bit more than a month, and Maryland voters will be headed there in a year. If you weren't aware of the dates, the chess moves of the incumbent elected officials ought to be your clue. Many things fall through the cracks or simply go ignored during a political cycle, but you can rest assured that anything that touches on the hot spots of the voters will get plenty of attention from the powers that be. Locally in Annapolis, a few weeks before the primary election, Mayor Panalides opened up a completely refurbished playground in Eastport. At last night's council meeting, he decried the violence in Eastport, called the chief of police up to make a presentation on the latest murder. And I don't recall him doing that for the other four murders earlier in the year. The day after the primary, he and County Executive Shu announced plans to cure the traffic problems on Forest Drive. And let me be clear, I do not see a problem with traffic on Forest Drive unless there is an incident. And I know that the city is not prepared for incidents. Now, if they could put some effort in learning how to handle incidents, it would go a long way to solving any of these perceived problems along Forest Drive. But I digress. County Executive Shu is up for re-election next year. Just today, we see a pledge for more than $8 million for Fort Smallwood Park. A few weeks ago, the establishment of an anti-racism program and an executive order condemning hate and racism. Oh, and then there is the $431 million for school construction. Governor Hogan is not exempt either. While he enjoys some great approval ratings, he added some insurance points to that rating with his removal of the Tani statue, the $38 million for local road improvements, the $11 million for public safety, and, oh, I don't know, $9 billion to ease congestion on highways centered right around critical voting blocks. Imagine that. Ah, yes, the power of incumbency. But it is played out time and time again. While the initiatives are certainly needed and welcomed, don't be fooled. While they are here for the citizenry, they are also here to help advance one's political career. When it comes time to cast your vote, do your homework, look at the records, does the man or woman currently in office really serve your wishes? And after you have those answers, vote accordingly. And that's what's been on my mind today. Thanks for listening to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. If you like what you heard, make sure to tell your friends and colleagues about it. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find much more. Be sure to check out our other weekly podcast, The Maryland Crabs. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at noon. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.